Thank you, Janet, choir, congregation. What a worshipful time we've had in the Lord today as we've been brought into his presence and we've been brought into his holy temple to worship. Amen. Amen. Been very worshipful. Thank you all. Thank you very much. This week during my prayer time, I won't say I discovered something, but I think that the Holy Spirit reminded me again as I was praying. My thought went to Isaiah chapter 6, whereas Isaiah went into the temple and he saw as he walked in the door the Lord high and lifted up. He saw the angels or the seraphims and they were saying, Holy, 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 Lord God of hosts. And see his presence. And Isaiah saw that. And all at once, Isaiah saw his own life. He saw his sinfulness. He saw where his failure was in the presence of God. And he saw the Bible. The Bible says that an angel took a coal, touched his lips and his heart in purifying him. And he was called. But now here is where out of that, that the Holy Spirit spoke to me personally. When I go to the New Testament, the Bible says that Jesus taught us how to pray. And there was the model prayer that he gave as he was sharing to his disciples. And he said, begin our Father who art in heaven. And that's got me. Man, that just struck me like a ton of brick. Our Father, I have to see God. And when I see God, the Holy Spirit shows me next who I am. And I have to say, Father, forgive me. And he says that he would forgive me of my sins. Good night. I, I just got all excited. I got really moving inside when I, when I saw God. And I said, God, thank you. Thank you for showing me you in a powerful way when I'm able to pray. I think my prayer life will be different than it has ever been. Not that I have not seen that before, but God showed it to me afresh and anew that I must worship. And we come in to worship and we praise him. And when we do, we see who we are as he brings us into his presence. Sinful people to be forgiven. And that's our entrance into his kingdom. Praise God. We have today a young man that I've had the privilege of sharing with. And I want to tell you before I introduce him that the children's message was a powerful message today in what the church is about. We worship, and if we really worship and we see ourselves, then God gives us a burden for the community. And we don't forget what we have here. God gives us a burden for those that are out there. I was thinking this week we have some like 900 members. We perhaps have something like maybe, I'm just guessing, 600 families or maybe less, whatever. Doesn't matter, but there's a lot of families. And we have on a given Sunday morning maybe 250 of those families. And I'm just guessing I'm not giving exact figures. But the thought goes out to me is then that should be a burden to us to go out. They came in and trusted us one day, trusted the Lord to come to be a part of us. And somehow they have fallen by the wayside. And our conviction should be, Lord, it's about you. We worship, it's about you. It's not about us and you get a hold of us. And you tell us as we go out of here. Because you see, you have a story to tell too to the community, and someone's going to listen to you. Someone is waiting. Some of these members that have fallen by the wayside are waiting for someone to invite them and say, listen, we miss you. They won't all come, but I'm telling you, some will. Many of you are already involved in that. And as I introduce my friend, Brian, would you come at this time? Brian Clayton. And he's going to come and share his testimony today. One of the first 
people that I was able to get into their lives when I came here as your interim pastor. And at that time, Brian was not doing too well. And so over a period of time, being able to share and talk with Brian, Brian, if you'd come. Brian has a lot to tell you today. He's wanting to give his personal testimony to you. And I want you to listen very carefully as Brian stands here today under the anointing of the Holy Spirit of God. And I want to pray for you, Brian, before you speak today. Father, in Jesus' name, I have my arm around, I believe, a friend. But most of all, I have my arm around a brother in you, a child of yours, and a part of this congregation. And I want to lift him up today as he speaks, God, undergirt him. That those words that flow from his mouth is not just his, but, Lord, you're giving him those words to say, believing that someone here today, even including myself, as I listen, can be touched. And it can be, he can be able to speak to me as well. So I'm open, Holy Spirit, today. And I'm open. And I pray that the congregation is open. Lord, as Brian speaks these words today, not his, but yours, hiding behind this cross, behind this desk, but most of all, behind the, the cross of you today. May people see Jesus through him now. In your name we pray, amen. Give amen. Brian Clayton a, a welcome to this pulpit now. God bless you, Brian. Thank you. Uh, good morning. Um, yeah, I want to thank God for just being here today, and thank y'all for being here and letting me share this. Uh, there's so much I have to say, uh, I couldn't do it in a month of Sundays, um, but I'll, uh, I feel like the Lord wants me to uh, confess some things with my mouth, and uh, but the purpose of this is to just show everybody what Christ has done for me. Um, a lot of you know me personally. Some of you don't. Some of you, unfortunately, know me by reputation. Uh, and uh, that's not a good thing. Uh, y'all have to forgive me. I'm very nervous. <laughs> um, uh, I, I won't say I was raised in the church um, at North Roxboro Baptist. Um, as, as growing up, I was a rebellious child. Um, I, I put my mama through a tough time, um, and I, I, I'm regretful for that. Uh, I'm a recovering uh, addict. I was hooked on prescription pain pills. Uh, and before I go any further, let me preface everything I say up here today, uh, bad things that I've done or have done been done to me are no excuse. Uh, I make no excuses for anything. I take responsibility for everything I've done. Um, I, uh, I hurt my family. Uh, in many ways, uh, I, uh, I've been married five times. Uh, people, a lot of people know me as a womanizer. Oh, oh, the dead Brian. Uh, I'm not proud of these things. Uh, But in 2013, I got baptized in this church. And um, I had all, everything that was there to, to be a Christian, as, as, the, as this book says. Um, but then I kind of, I stalled. I, uh, I wasn't willing to, to, surrender my life to Christ. 
I wanted to do the right thing. I wanted to give to others instead of thinking about myself. But I guess I was a control freak, you know. I just could not surrender that that will to him. Um, past two years, I did. And uh, my relationship with the Lord is just really strong. Um, when I first started coming here, I was dragging an oxygen tank and could barely walk. Uh, I've broken my neck twice. They told me that, you know, I, the last time I shouldn't have lived and uh, that I'd never walk right again. And um, I believed it. And uh, they told me I had COPD and physema, and I believed it. And, uh, as my faith grew, God was just saying, Brian, you can, you can beat this. And uh, so I started, you know, just fighting back with the power of Christ. And um, he saved me not only physically, but emotionally, spiritually. Uh, I, I don't have an oxygen tank today. I don't, I don't have a cane. I don't have a walker. Uh, I've been blessed by some people in this church uh, that I could live a hundred years and never repay. Oh, I passed it right here. I got sick this past year in May. I went septic, and they had the life like me. And that man was at that hospital while they were still getting me in the bed. Oh. Uh, that's how fast he got there. I was on a helicopter. He had to drive. And uh, I was still getting situated. And I, for the longest time, because I hadn't met him, I hadn't been here because I had stalled in my faith. And I thought he was the chaplain from the, church, uh, from the hospital. Uh, and I'm grateful that I've got to know you, Larry. You, you've been instrumental in my growth as a, as a Christian. Um, There's not a doubt in my mind without Christ, I would not be alive today. He saved my life many times. I have OD'd where I should have died, and he saved my life. Two broken necks, you know. I lived a rough life. Oh. But God forgives you for that. And Brother Larry had to point out to me that when God forgives you, you need to forgive yourself and um, ever since I've started doing that, I've just been, every day I get blessings. Uh, after breaking my neck, I was uh, on, I got put on disability. Uh, the Lord gave me my health back. I just recently got a job because I went back to school and became a certified peer support specialist. And that's where people with a past like mine can help people that are struggling um, with addiction. Uh, the company I work for uh, is called uh, Standard-Based Solutions. And uh, I'm hanging in the uh, hallway there. Um, but we help everybody, uh, elderly people that need to go to the doctor um, with their medications, um, finding a place to live. And uh, I, every day, it's just a blessing for me because I took from this world for so long. And uh, now I'm able to give back. And, and, and it's, I used to think more money, you know, would make me happy. Um, bigger house, nicer car. I was never happy, you know, more pain pills and things like that. And, I can honestly say that I found true happiness through Christ. I mean, that, that, and if there's anybody that's listening to me right now that is struggling with any type of problem, addiction, uh, it, it, it's, it, it's an epidemic. Um, I'm going to have my phone number on this bulletin, and I don't care what time of day or night you call, 
I'll do anything I can for anybody in here or if you want to tell somebody else. Um, I am. I have to look at my past now, even though it is bad, somewhat as a blessing because I have a reference point. You know, um, how do you know the good if you don't know the bad? Um, and trust me, I know the bad. Uh, and I know the good now. Uh, at any time after this service, if anybody wants to talk to me about specifics in my past, I'm happy to share. I, I want to be very transparent and open. Uh, I hope nobody judges me. Um, we're all human beings. Uh, but, you know, I, I've been guilty of it, judging people. And uh, I have learned so much from Brother Larry. And, um, you know, I have this little tablet up here that I went to Brother Larry's house last night and looking up scripture, and I just don't know where to go. Um, you know, Titus, uh, Titus 2, I think, chapter 11, you know, says, For the grace of God, I, has, I have appeared bringing salvation for all people. Um, if, you, if, you're, if you want to read a good book, there it is, right there. I mean, uh, I got, I got three, three versions of it on this little tablet, and um, it's fascinating. Uh, I just learned within the past month, you know, I always heard that a rainbow was a pot of gold at the end of it. You know, that was, that's from the Bible. You know, that was a sign to Noah, correct? That, that the flood was over, am I correct? Uh, you know, and I'm 48 years old, and I'm just now learning that. Um, I've done some bad things in my life, and and I've had some things done to me that were bad. And uh, most of my life, I I was full of hatred, anger, and I had the void in my heart, and I tried to fill it with drugs and alcohol. And um, I just cannot express enough that the only way that you will find true happiness is through Christ. I, I, I have never been, you know, I've never had less money or had less material things, and I'm happier than I've ever been in my life. Uh, there's certain individuals in this church that I need to personally say I'm sorry to. My family. Uncle not Bill and Judy. If I can't see you, I'm sorry for him. From the bottom of my heart, I'm sorry. And I will do everything in my power to make up anything I've ever done wrong. It took the longest time for me to figure out I had to forgive myself for a lot of things. Uh, I stayed away from church worried about what other people was going to say about me. You know, you can always find an excuse, but there's no need for an excuse. Because when you ask, truly ask for forgiveness, you, you have it. I'm sitting up here saying words, and I know anybody can say words. Uh, I do want the opportunity to show what I'm saying is true, and I know that it takes time. But if you all will give me the opportunity to do that, I will. Uh, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm, my mind just can't think straight. And, uh, there's some. Uh, I have people that I love that. You know, are still uh, 
they, they, uh, they're still estranged from me. And uh, I hope to mend that one day. Uh, and I pray for it every day. Uh, and I have faith it will happen. Um, I have a lot of regrets. And I used to spend a lot of time dwelling on them. But you can't do that. You know, you can't do that and move forward. Uh, I want to spend the rest of my days doing God's work. And I've been blessed to be able to do that in a, in a job, you know, to get off a disability. Uh, I do want to read uh, what Pastor Larry preached on the other Sunday. It's uh, Titus 2, 11, 15. Uh, uh, it says, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearance of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. Declare these things, exhort, rebuke with all authority, let no one disregard you. That rings bells with me. Uh, and in uh, Luke chapter 8, 39, it talks about, you know, you, you preached on it last Sunday. When we leave church, you know, this is like the fueling station, and we need to carry this, our word out with us. Uh, you know, uh, prob- some people probably get tired of me talking about it, but I'm so happy to be where I'm at now that I just want to tell everybody about what Christ has done for me. Um, I am I'm, I'm nobody special. I, I'm 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 just a child of God like everybody in here, but I am an example of what God can do. Because trust me, folks, I'm telling you. <laughs> I should not be here today. I should not be living. I I was so undeserving. Uh, I've heard a lot of people. And I never had malice in my heart, but all I thought about was myself. Today, that's totally different. I care about others more than I do myself. Again, I know these are words. I would appreciate the opportunity to show this. Uh, I want people to keep an eye on me. I want people to scrutinize me. Uh, There's no heart so made of stone that God can't change. The bad part about me was I always knew I was doing wrong and I still rebelled. You know, I'm not proud of that, but I did. Uh, even after I got baptized, I wasn't purposely going out and sinning and stuff, but I wasn't moving forward. My thought was out of sight, out of mind. If people don't see me out anywhere, they'll say, well, well Brian's not doing anything bad. And it don't work that way. Um, Brother Larry pointed that out and the more I do it the happier I am it seems like every day I wake up 
I just feel more blessed. It's so hard for me to find the words to express that. Uh, as far as my worldly life, uh, I could say that you, you, your worst mistake in life is probably your best teacher. And I spent 27 years as, a, as a, an addict to a slave to prescription pain medicine. Uh, I've buried a lot of friends from that. And it's in every family. And I want to repeat again, if there's anybody that can hear my voice today or 10 years from now, if you need help, if there's somebody in your family, because it's hard on the family that I never realized before, but I hurt my family by it, oh, it would be an honor for me to help anybody to get through this because it is, a t- it is tough. It is hard, not just for the person going through it, but for that family. Uh, shame will keep a person from, from seeking help. Uh, and let's say it, uh, as a church, you know, we should, uh, those are the people we need to reach out to, I, I believe, you know, in my opinion. Uh, it's the people that are that are suffering and are hurting, and uh, you know I used to be one of those people that judged, even though I w- I was doing wrong things, I would judge other people. Uh, I think as Christians we need to lift people up. I'm not a scholar, uh, anything, uh, but I, I just know what God wants me to do. And I know I feel good every day when I come home when I help somebody. If it's just carrying to the doctor and I just started. And uh, I've wanted this for 10 years. Uh, I got in some trouble in 2008. Got arrested for drug possession. And I went to rehab and my my thought was, I'll go to, go here, and then when I get to court, the judge will see that I'm trying to do something, you know, trying to manipulate the judge. Well, uh, this time it stuck because there were peer support specialists there. And a peer support specialist is somebody that has a past life experience in addiction and whatnot. And it took, and... Uh, it was just a, a, a great thing. Uh, I broke my neck again in 2011, and they put me in a pain clinic. And I told them about my past, and they said, as long as you take your medicine the way you're supposed to, you won't have any problem. <laughs> well, I, I did, and uh, that medicine was so strong, I couldn't remember one day from the next. Oh. Uh, so I was basically right back where I started from. Uh, I stopped taking it, but that craving and, and, and those urges, and they don't go away. Uh, opiates and, and alcohol and things like that, your body gets addicted to them. It's a, it's a living nightmare, not only for that person, but for that family, and that's what I'm realizing. Uh, and that's why I have so much to make up for for my family. I've already missed too much. But uh, because of those peer support specialists, you know, I didn't have to manipulate that judge. I was honest. And uh, the Lord, I guess, seen that. And he, 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 uh, he didn't, you know, he, he was... Easy on me. I not not easy. I mean, he punished me, but could have been worse. Uh, I can look back now and see where God has been working in my life all of my life, but I just refused it. You know, I wanted to be in control of it, and uh, my best thinking got me nowhere. I was homeless at one point. Um, 
I just want people to know that Christ, if you surrender your life to Christ, that there is nothing, there's, there's no such thing as impossible. Um, you will be happy. You know, the things that you, you know, money, stuff like that, it doesn't. They make you temporarily happy. But true happiness comes from the Lord. I surprise myself sometimes the way I react to things on a daily basis. You know, I, I was a—I was not a good person. I used to be the kind of person if you did me wrong, I was going to get you back. I don't say that with pride. And today, I, if I know somebody's doing me wrong, I, I just want to forgive them. You know. Uh, because how can I ask for forgiveness if I can't forgive it? And I just urge that everybody here do the same. Um, I'm so blessed. I cannot say that enough. I have a cousin uh, that goes to this church, Donnie Clayton. I've never told him this, but all my life, because I've always thought he was a good man, a good Christian man. So many times that I used to do wrong, and I would think to myself, what he thought of me, you know. And I, we, we we've never been that close, and but I just know he was always a good man, and and. I should have told him that a long time ago. Uh, I believe that was just another way God has been working in my life. But I just didn't take it for so long. Uh, past two years, yeah, I, don't, I don't do a lot. I'm very boring. I stay at home. So I talked to God, you know, and uh, that is... Yeah, that has strengthened my relationship with him. And, and that's what you have to have. you got to have that personal relationship with God. Uh, but even when I didn't, he loved me. He saved me time and time again. Y'all please forgive me. I'm, a, I'm struggling here. I don't think I've ever prayed in front of a bunch of people before. Uh, I do it all the time at home and out loud. And somebody looking in the window, they probably think I'm crazy. But uh, I want to do that. And before I do, I want to just reiterate a couple of things. 
please, please surrender your, your life to Christ. And I promise you, you'll be happy. And not just in church, but when we go home. It's not always easy, you know. One of my cats got run over yesterday and it broke my heart. And I don't handle things like that well, but I can feel God. I mean, I know it's just a cat, but I'm not even a cat person, but uh, you know, God gives you the strength when you need it. And he's always there. Holy Spirit's always with you. So, uh, that being said, in fact, uh, if there's anything here that I can do personally for anybody in here now, anybody you know, my number will be on the poster. Please call me. I don't care what time it is. I will do anything and that being said, I, I'd like to say a prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for allowing me to wake up and be here. Thank you for these good people sitting out here and putting up with me and listening to what I have to say. Lord, I just want to get your word across. I want to do your work. I'm a blessed man, Lord. And I just want other people to see that and know that. So I ask you to be with me and and everybody else here as the day goes on and, and the week. And again, thank you for all the blessings you have bestowed upon me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you.